This episode is sponsored by Overcast, a better podcast app than whatever you're using right now. Unless it's Overcast. Get Overcast for free on the App Store. <laughs> okay, I'm back. Yeah! Oh my god, <laughs> Oh my god, it's been two uh, weeks. My chingo. Like, my friend. It's so good to see you. It's so, so good to yeah. see you. You look like you got darker too. I did. I don't yeah. want to talk about it though. <laughs> <laughs> you were out okay. in LA. Okay. Like, a, a little bit. Because yeah. uh, uh. I didn't have a car out there. Well, I had a car for the first part of it. Yeah. I, if, did you know that uh, I'll be left early? Why? And then I shot this movie. <gasps> really? Okay. I did book a tiny little role in a low budget film. Peter Kim already climbing to the top. <laughs> More like climbing to the bottom. I, I told my mom, so, we were all so excited. We, did you? We held hands and we no. talked about how proud we were. Oh my God. Oh yeah. my She was just like, oh, tomorrow, singing good on. Okay, all right, mom. My mom I'm literally here for says, that passive aggression. <laughs> my mom's like, oh, he looks, he's better than you, he looks. <laughs> <laughs> he's better at what, life? Or I don't know, she's acting? like, yeah, at like, you know, she, he like, like, TV like, you know, she was like, you must come off well on camera. No, like, I don't. <laughs> I look fat and disgusting, but you know, there's a role for everyone. It's okay. Be true to you, who you are. <laughs> exactly. Oh my God. Um, so I'm back. How has your last two weeks been? Give me a qu- up, quick update. Um, I was sick. You were sick. What kind of sick? I like turned ba- baby. Okay, caught something t- from the baby. In the in the two weeks you've been gone, I turned thirty five. <gasps> Happy birthday! That's thank right. You, Over Labor you. Day, right? Uh, no, the weekend after that. Oh yeah, you've been gone a long time. Long time. Yeah. What you did you do? Pretty- Nothing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got to do something. You and your no, family I didn't do did something. I didn't do anything. You didn't have people over. Mm-mm. The hell? What I? I didn't do anything. I I uh, did a show. I did Strip Joker. Oh, how was that? It went well. Okay, so remind me what Strip Joker is, or remind the audience. It's a show that where comedians strip down and do their, you know, material. Some mm-hmm. choose to like highlight the fact that they're stripping. I just did more comic okay. type of stripping. Yeah, <laughs> I you know taped pubes to my out the outside of my underwear. <laughs> uh, some people took it very seriously, like burlesque style stripping. Sure. Um, I saw Cal Ev- Clark Evans, I think is his name. Clark Evans. Yeah. Who is that? He stand is, up. Yeah. And okay. he's like living lives in a, uh, New York now. Not Calvin like, Evans. Calvin Evans. Oh, Calvin Evans. Ooh. Very good. Real. I he mean, was, he was really good. Stand up wise. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's a great stand up. Yeah. And his body's incredible. Yeah. I mean, that's so silly to have him strip because I'm like, I can't even. <laughs> I'm sorry, Calvin. I'm sure you're not listening to this. I'm sorry to uh, sexualize and objectify your body, but come on. You look amazing. He looks really good. I saw him at Breakout, and I was like, this guy is really funny, like yeah. very natural. Yeah. Um, he's a pro, and yeah. he's going to be on Crashing the next season. <gasps> no way! Yeah, that oh, HBO really? show about comics. As a comic? Yes. Oh, my God. And he, I mean, this guy him. is just like... He has that Chris he's Red. For TV. Yeah, he's got yeah. that Chris Red quality where it's like not just. Now I'm not saying that because they're both black, but yeah. like I, like just very comfortable. Yes, in front of an audience. Yes, 
it doesn't matter that the material is prepared. It feels off the cuff, yeah. off the top of their head, and like an intimate conversation. Yes. Oh, I wish people would say that about me. <laughs> they're, they're like, um, you're a little jilted. <laughs> Presentational. Yeah, very big, Oba. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> yeah, that's, and it's fine. You're still booking, and you're climbing. <laughs> you're climbing, dude. Still the- booking. That should, I want that to be the new show, like, still booking. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, yeah, and that's it. I got sick. My son got sick, and that is what I've been doing. I mean, I've been, like, you know, writing and... Um, performing all that stuff. Mm. I'm fine. I'm good. Oh, I got good. that dental surgery. I got dental surgery. Your, your mouth looks normal. Thank you. Yeah. How is it feeling? Oh, my husband uh, is going to get me Botox for my birthday. <gasps> Where? On my jaw. No way. On your jaw? You don't need it on your jaw. I do. Where? Is it Chudum? Ani? What? It's because of my TMJ. The reason why I have so, so many- TMJ? The reason why I have so many dental issues is because I grind my teeth at night. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And that's, it, the Botox is like the same thing as for migraines or for a TMJ. Oh, for pain? Mm-hmm. Oh, and so you're like you experiencing, oh. Stop, yeah, it's it's like debilitating, like like quality of life affecting oh pain. Oh my goodness. And so if I get Botox in it, oh. it'll stop the muscles from like clenching constantly. Ooh. But also it'll make my face smaller. <gasps> that's mm-hmm. it. That's yeah. it. And I need like a whole lot of Botox. <laughs> I need Protox. <laughs> Just <laughs> Puro is not enough. Yeah. Wait, um, how was it out there? Like, okay, so I've I've officially moved into my apartment in Hollywood, USA. Really? Yes. Signed the lease. Got the electricity hooked up <gasps> and the Wi-Fi. So you know I'm gonna get there prepared. Yeah. Ooh. I was like, I need to go there, and be able to like watch Netflix immediately. Immediately. Yeah. So I got all that set up. I mean, I was a monster. I went. You know how I am. Yeah. Like I, I just like you know, like face to the fire. And I just like went and got everything done. And I, it was really lonely because LB left on Saturday and I stayed till the next Thursday. Uh So I spent four days just walking everywhere, which is why I lost a little bit of weight. But also the heat, the sun is overwhelming and there's no shadow anywhere because there's no tall buildings or trees, you know? So like, there's not a lot of shade. So I I think I'm going to have to invest in a parasol to walk around with. Or just start casting a lot of shade. <laughs> just cast my own shade yeah. as I go. <laughs> I do that everywhere, but my skin's still getting very dark. Um, and I did a couple of audition. Well, I did one audition, the Margaret Cho audition. Yeah. Um, I will not speak of it. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then I booked a, a role, a tiny role in this movie. Yeah. Uh, as like a CNN type talking heads so correspondent. Great. Yeah. So fun. But it's also like a dramatic role, which I'm like, um, what's going on? Like, I'm funny. What? It doesn't matter. I could do the funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but now you could also do serious. Versatile. Yeah. You're yeah. versatile. Yeah. You're, you're a Phillips, you're a Swiss army knife of, of showbiz. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much. I always wanted to be a multi-talented. Yeah. I want to be like... You know how they used to have like singer, dancer, yes. entertainer. I'm like, I want to do drama, mm-hmm. comedy. Yes, and you that. are. You are and hosting, multi-channel, multimedia, mm. multi. Well, you know, multi, multi. Yes, thank you so much. I'm so excited. It's my first film. It's my first feature film. How was it? It was great. I mean, the movie was already shot. Okay. And they asked, I think the executive producers or the studio was like, we need to you to shoot these like news segments to like pepper in throughout the movie okay. to like, 
I don't know. I don't know why. Okay. But the director was like, this is studio notes. Mm-hmm. And the director was really cool. He was like, it was in front of a green screen. He t- told us exactly what he wanted. And then we did it one time and he was like, okay, now I want you to do it this way. And then also like improvise. And the script was written out, but it was, you know how like on those CNN roundtable shows, everyone's talking over each other. Exactly. So it's hard to like write that in mm-hmm. the talking over. So he made us improvise. Yeah. And four out of the five actors that were doing it were all Chicago actors. Really? Yeah. It was Tawny Newsom was in it. Yeah. Of, of Second City fame. Uh-huh. And um, actually Nicole Black, ah! Emmy winner. Yes. From Samantha Bee, Full yeah. Frontal. Um, who else was in it? This guy named Eric Styles. Okay. Um, he's also from Chicago. Uh-huh. He had just moved out there. So I think, so I think what they were doing is casting out of Chicago because they wanted like improvisational actors. Okay. And, um, but it was shooting in LA. So they were like, is there anyone in LA? And then that's how I got the call. And they booked me off my reel. <gasps> I didn't even audition. They, I think they booked everyone off the reel. But yeah, isn't that insane? My I'm, first gig. Yes. My first gig in LA off the reel. Off a reel. <laughs> insane. Folks, you have to invest in this. I am doing this right now. I am sending emails. You are. I am doing this right now. I'm literally. You were asking me yeah. about my reel. Yes. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yes. That's so funny because right after you asked me, like, what'd you use? And I was like, oh, I don't know, I movie or something. <laughs> it's like my face when I got that text was like, what? <laughs> it was really simple. And then um, literally, right, uh, like a day after. After that, I went to LA uh-huh. and then my agents called and said, Hey, um, will you be, would you be interested in staying in LA a couple of more days? And this is right in the middle of our apartment search. And yeah. it was so stressful and I could not find anything. We were spending 12 hours a day, like looking for places, 96 degree heat. It was so, so awful. I, this is really, I can't handle that sort of heat and <sighs> sun. It's bad. It's really bad. But you know, you, I, you, that's why people are in cafes and stay inside a lot. And like, so, um, but there's no trees. There are no trees. But once you get outside of LA, the desert, like yeah. there's plenty the of trees. Desert? I mean, that's what LA is. What's it's this a- Joshua tree? Joshua Tree is this area, this like protected area, like um national forest type oh, place. Oh, yeah. okay. Is that just go. one tree? <laughs> no, it's okay. not one tree. It's like a desert area, but <laughs> okay. it's like beautiful and like very spiritual out there. Oh. So yeah. Anyway, so they uh they booked me off the reel and then I did the one day shoot and then settled into the apartment. Now I'm back. <sighs> oh my God. Hansum. You know, yeah. like I, I feel good. I feel good. So today, instead of going through the same type of, so this is going to be our last episode face to face. This is true. And I was like, are you so sad? Yes. I'm, I'm really sad. I'm like, really sad. Support. like I yeah. uh, was thinking and reflecting back on, Anyways, yeah, I just I don't want to talk about it yet. But anyways, yeah, I mean, I am very sad. I was like, I was really happy that you booked that stuff and you had to stay out there. But I was also like, oh, I just we're gonna have one final show. Yeah. Before you leave. Yeah. It's just such a whirlwind, Peter. It just happened like, like that. Like I know we were like preparing for it for a while. You fucking secreted that shit. What? You willed it into existence. Willed what? The like move? The, no, the movie, the the apartment, like oh. all this stuff is like you secreted. I manifested it. You manifested it. that I shit. <laughs> you summoned that stuff to come towards you. Incredible. I could not believe like I was out there temporarily looking for an apartment and they were like, here's a movie. Yeah. 
I mean, not that, again, I'm not like leading man or the second or the third. It doesn't matter. I'm a tiny little role in this, but you know. You bugged it. uh, Yeah, a gig's a gig. Yeah. Yes. Um, But I will tell you, Anjia, and anyone who's listening who's thinking of moving to LA, just fucking do it. Because, oh my, God, my nose is dripping. Uh, I did take my antihistamine. If I'm sniffling throughout really the thing. Bad. Yeah, please forgive me. But um, there's just more work. There's so much money out in LA for this, for what we want to do. So you know how we always say like, got to go to LA because, you know, all the jobs there, yeah. blah, blah. Like, it's so different from Chicago. Because Chicago, you're like all auditioning and running around for the same 10 jobs. Yeah. But in LA, there are thousands and thousands of jobs. Again, though, there are thousands of people. I'll tell you what, not knowing anything, I went to the Hollywood Improv. Yeah. The very famous uh-huh. stand-up club. Yes. Uh, on Sunday night during their open mic, a <clears throat> hundred plus <gasps> people showed up. hundred plus people put their names in a hat and then one by one, they called them out yeah. for three minutes. So it's like a lottery system, right? So I'm sitting there from 10.30 to 1 a.m., did not get called. Peter. Sat there for two and a half hours. How were the comics? Awful. Yeah. Awful. And when I say, I'm not even talking about like throwing shade, like, oh, yeah. you think you're funny. It's like, no, they don't even think they're funny. Yeah. Like they just go up and they're just talking, you know, or like, so, and it was a lot of like ironic racism, ironic rape jokes, ironic misogyny. Like it's these white people who think if they like, say it sarcastically, then it's subversion. Yes. And they just don't know anything about comedy. Comedy, yeah. And they have no point of view. They just see what other people do and they're like, oh, I'm going to try this on. Which like, I guess there ought to be a place for that, but I don't want to be there. Yeah, and also that is hack. It's so fucking hack. That's fucking hack. That's like early 90s. Yeah, like you're that Janine Garofalo and this is in reality bites. Like (laughs) that to me is so fucking hack in 20 years ago. I know. That's that's what it feels like in LA. Yeah. It's 20 years ago, comedians trying to do like that kind of jokes. And it's hundreds of them. And then I was like, this cannot be it. Yeah. So I went to the comedy store, Uh famed comedy store on Tuesday. Yes. And mind you, I don't have a car. No. So I'm taking... Either a lift, which is honestly pretty cheap mm-hmm. in LA, but still it adds up. Yeah. So I'm walking a lot, an hour back and forth. <gasps> you walked from the fucking walked. improv to the store? No, walked from improv to home. Ah! <laughs> the store's 10 minutes closer. So like everything's out west yeah. towards like Santa Monica. And I go to the comedy store the next day. The store's on, on the strip basically, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I go to the comedy store and there are another hundred people show up. Some yeah. people from the other night too. And I recognize them. I'm yeah. Like, oh God. Yeah. And then the list comes out and everybody puts their name on a list yeah. and they're like, okay, we're going to pick 15 people off the list or 40 people yeah. or something like that. And they go take the list back and then they quote randomly pick sure. 15 people Yeah. and they sh- put it up and I'm like, what the fuck? And I didn't get on again. Yeah. And I was talking to this guy that I saw at the Hollywood Improv, and I was like, "Is this happened to you a lot? Yeah. Like, you just don't get up? And he was like, I was like, I thought this was a lottery. And yeah. he's like, no, this isn't a lottery. They probably didn't put you up because they never seen you before. Yeah. And I was like, that's so fucked up. That's such garbage. Yeah. And, like, they want to see you, like, come back and again and, like, yeah. like pay your dues. Sure. And honestly, I do not want to do stand up it that bad that I'm going to pay my dues. I'd rather not. 
truly. Like, <laughs> there's no way I'm doing that. Like, I'll do stand-up at a bowling alley by myself. I'll set up my own show. Yeah. You know, like, I don't want to work at those clubs that bad that I'm going to stand there for hours mm-hmm. and not get up. You know, like, there's better things to do with my... I could write a whole fucking screenplay. Like, yeah. no, I'm done. So I was done with that. And then my friend got me booked on some, like, random shows yeah. around sure. town. How'd they go? <clears throat> they were great. It's just, you know, it's kind of like Chicago where, like, it's just performers doing in front of yeah. each other. So, you know, that's sad, but that's where you start, you know, mm-hmm. I guess. And it's just trying to find that groove over again is going to be hard. But, yeah. you know, it Especially, is it is. like, with the play, the opportunities to perform in L.A. are very different. Very different. And that's the reason why the quality of the stand-up is so bad. Yeah. Because it's so sh- bad. In Chicago, you could hit up three to four mics in one night mm-hmm. every night of the week mm-hmm. if you really wanted to. If you really wanted to. If you wanted to, because I sometimes see, my, uh, I, whenever I go see them, uh, occasionally I'll go to mics and I'll see the same comics doing the same four minutes being bad. Yeah. Like they learn nothing. They're like, oh, that went poorly. They'll sit back down. Yeah. And then they'll just do it again. Yeah. And like, they're like, they're hoping that their jokes will work, will find a a home. A home. <laughs> With a specific type of audience. Yeah. And it's like, bitch, that's not how that's this not works. That's not how this works. Um... <laughs> A good thing is that I met up with my friend Gary Richardson. Did mm. you know him when he no, was here? No, I was like, I was a freshman and he was like outgoing. Se- yeah, yeah, he was a senior. Um, kind of similar with me, but we ended up living in the same house together. So that was really fun. Mm-hmm. And he was always so nice and yeah. so like generous. And somehow I know his girlfriend because okay. her little sister um, was an early member of Endgames, my theater in San Francisco. Yeah, so yeah. Like, there's like all these weird uh-huh. connections. Anyway, so I met up with him because he was doing a show with John Early, <gasps> and I met John Early. Wow. And he is so sweet, yeah. so funny. It was really great. Yeah, Chicago really people. Chicago people are the best. Truly. Oh, and I met a lot of Chicago people out there just yeah. randomly. Mm-hmm. Like, at that open mic, too, I saw Dave Hellum. Really? Yeah, and um, uh, I forgot what his name is, but Marcus something. And uh, okay. it was so nice. I just, like, I saw them, and I went over to them. I was like, can I give you a hug? Oh, my God, I'm so lonely. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, yeah, I hear everyone goes through this, like, time of, like, settling in and finding your groove and mm-hmm. all that, and it's very lonely. But I get to do it with my boyfriend, so, you know, I'm not complaining. And also, you're getting to do it at a level— <clears throat> I mean, this is pretty much true about anyone that moves out to L.A. And if you're from Chicago, like Chicago people are just better. We are. And I'll tell you that people say that all the time. They're like, oh, casting directors are so impressed. And they are because I think we we are trained harder. So when we go out there, we're more prepared and Mm -hmm. we're ready. I'll tell you what, that Margaret Cho show, I went to that casting agency and I could not even care if I got the role or not. Because I went in there and murdered the audition. That's like, great. killed it. <laughs> killed it. And I usually go into auditions just kind of like, meh. Yeah. Like, that was okay. If they like me, they'll call me. Yeah. But I I worked for four days yeah. breaking that script down and really doing it right. And he was impressed. He was like, who are you? Yeah. Where are you from? Like, I've come. I've never seen you before. And I was like, I literally got off the plane four hours ago. <laughs> So that was nice. It was nice to go into a casting agency exactly. and just do it. Do the damn thing and 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 be proud of the work mm-hmm. and then walk out. Yep. And, you know, of course, I honestly wouldn't cast myself as that role anyway. It was Margaret Cho's twin brother. Right. You know, like we kind of have like that big moon face. And, yeah, we're both like Korean, but sure. she's older than me, like way older, you know, like by 10 at least. Yeah. Yeah. So 
I mean, they whatever. could have done stuff. They could, yeah, you could have done. They just went another way. They went another way. Yeah, they went another direction. There was nothing you could do. No, that's what I'm telling myself. That's a story. (laughs) (laughs) So today, um, instead of going through our regular structure of an episode since our last one, I know I wanted to just spend some time. Let's just assure the listeners that we will continue to do. We are continuing the the podcast. podcast. Yes, so please don't like delete the podcast. We're going to do it, but when we found out a way to do it remotely, yes, and it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Yes. It'll still be the same, but in honor of the final live in studio in studio yeah. episode, um, I just wanted to do a top ten list of Chicago. It's going to be great. The last five years have been a lot of ups, lots of downs, but I just want to do a top ten list, and I feel like this top ten list is. Personal for me, but you could probably relate and like other people could oh, yeah. relate to it. So, number one on the list. Wait, or, you're, so you're going down? No, I'm going backwards. Okay, so, so number 10. 10 on the list. Honestly, it's not number 10, but I wanted to get it out of the way is honestly this podcast. <laughs> really? Yes, because I, I really feel like, you know, this podcast came at the end of my tenure here. Yeah. But it also gave me so much structure and joy to find another Korean-American yeah. comic that just totally gets me. And I don't have a lot of like um, explaining that I have mm-hmm. to do with you. And the, this podcast every Wednesday has been such a blessing for me. It has for so me So I just wanted well. to shout out to you, to Anji Kim, <laughs> and to the studios here at Cards Against Humanity. And also to all our listeners, thank you so much for like – Making this this transition from Chicago to, Chicago to LA so wonderful and intimate and personal and all those emails you guys sent in yeah. and everything you tweet at us like I really appreciate that and the fact that you're listening out there, um, thank you, thank you, thank you. And this has just really been a a truly just joyful, wonderful, non stressful experience. Yes, yeah. likewise. Yeah. It is truly one of the like most. It is one of the easiest creative things I've ever done. Mm-hmm. Like no drama, no stress. Nothing. It's just been nice. Yeah. I was like, Every- I had no idea this could be so easy. <laughs> yeah. Everything <laughs> ought to be this easy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It was so easy. And like getting to know you and seeing your hustle. And also this came at the tail end of like that fucking crazy year. Yes. <sighs> you know? It's which still has not No. It's still not over. No. <laughs> you fucking, and I have to download yeah. about that too. <laughs> We'll do it offline. Yeah, offline. Oh, God. So thank you to you. No, thank you, Peter. Thank- I mean, you're the one the one that pushed all of this. And like, I was thinking about it when I was uh, when I was coming here, like how much of an inspiration you are in terms of like getting to see your process and how unabashedly you you are. Like, I was thinking about this in the shower about how you, you always kind of laugh about how you have no integrity. And I'm like, I have less integrity than you. <laughs> And you have really, <laughs> you, you, I mean, like I, I said this out loud. I was like, I just want to do okay content someday. <laughs> I would be cool with just producing content. Yeah. But like seeing, like talking to you about comedy and like sort of your level of integrity, like has helped me realize my own worth. Cool. You know, like yeah. not sure selling That's very myself. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Um, number nine, I'm going to give this shout out to Andersonville. Yeah. Because 
Here's what in Chicago, you jump around a lot. You That's move true. around a lot. You're from here, so mm-hmm. you probably didn't do as much. Yeah. But transplants, you you know, every year you move or so. And I'll tell you what, I've had the most frightening bed bug experience in this uh, city. Yeah. And it was it debilitated me to the point where I got rid of my bed. Yeah. Uh, got rid of most of my clothes. Uh-huh. I had to like heat dry my clothes to kill of all course, of them. Real yeah. bad. And then bought a hammock on That's Amazon. why you bought that hammock? Yes. <laughs> and I lived in that hammock with Jack Felker. I mean, Jack Felker didn't live in a hammock, but me, me and Jack lived in a building together. And I, <laughs> I slept on that hammock for a full goddamn year. <laughs> and every time I climbed into the hammock and how seeing my bare room, because I got rid of so many clothes, yeah. I literally had like one pile of clothes. And just a hammock and my laptop. And that's literally how I lived. And just seeing that, I remember like bringing myself back to that time. It was so wretched of a time and so like despicable. But I was, I would rather have that than to ever have bed bugs again. So that was awful. And you know, being a transplant here and being a comedy transplant yeah. here, you're always going to like comedy shows and back and watching shows and back and blah, 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 going to the bars. So, and which is a fun social thing. And I've, you know, I've met a lot of great people here mm-hmm. uh, and I'm getting into that later. But uh, I never found myself rooted in a neighborhood and in my in my home. Mm-hmm. And Andersonville was the first time I felt like I was part of a neighborhood, a community. And I started to get to know all my different vendors and yeah. the people around me and my neighbors and like truly became friends with my neighbor, Paul Lampazano. Yeah. And we go over to his house. He comes over to our house and we hang out and like Andersonville and my house, you've been to my house. We yeah. started the podcast mm-hmm. there. So like that neighborhood really like, I'm really sad to leave it because it really gave me home and it gave me a uh, Zen and peace at a time that I really needed it. So I want to give a shout out to Andersonville. It's a lovely place. Yeah. This new place I'm living in in LA, Larchmont Village, is bougie Andersonville. Really? Yeah. Bougier than Andersonville? Way bougier. You would love it. (laughs) You would thrive (laughs) in this area. Like cute boutiques, uh, a like gourmet ice cream place called Salt and Straw. Uh, Um, Wonderful. That's great. Um, A great slicery, Mm -hmm. um, a Korean nail salon, which I got my pedicure done. Okay. Not not my manicure. Don't look at my nails. Okay. Um, Don't look at mine either. I won't. (laughs) (laughs) And like all the food and uh, the shopping that you need, like a cute independent bookstore. That's great. Yeah. It really looks like Bizarro Andersonville, but like with palm trees. Wow. Yeah. You can't really find that in LA too. Like no. little villages. Yeah. It's the tiniest little village within LA. And you it's can walk super places. Cute. Yeah. It's walkable everywhere. Yeah. So it's, I really find, I, I've really, I did it is what it comes down to. <laughs> you incept, you incepted the idea into LA's head and Boop. then, and LA <laughs> and then it, like it grew. grew <laughs> <laughs> Truly do feel amazing about, um, about that neighborhood being mm-hmm. so mirrored to Andersonville because it, it just feels like a, an easier transition. I love neighborhoods. Me too. Because, I like being neighborly. Yes. Ugh. Because then otherwise, it's important for people like, so because social media creates this idea that somehow we're being social by being mm-hmm. friends or like putting out 
the content out on that yeah. those platforms, and engaging but, with each other. But it's not. It is truly being able to walk to your local vent person, mm. them knowing something about you, them being able to recognize that you've lost weight. Yeah. Or like you know, anytime what I mean? that happens, I'm happy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So. <laughs> but I mean, like, you know, it's like, that's the reason why it's so important for people, especially who live alone to like do that stuff. Because uh-huh. if you fucking die in your apartment, it's the pizza guy yeah. or the, the, the barista who knows that you come in at eight o'clock right. every day. Why isn't he here today? And that'll then call the three police. days, they're like, okay, they're going to report you're weird. missing. Yeah. They're the ones that are going to report yeah, you're missing. Yeah, you're right. You're, that's really smart. You have to, <laughs> you have to get uh, like certain behaviors and routines exactly. down for other people to know you. Exactly. That's great. Andersonville. Um, Andersonville, shout out. All right, number eight uh, is, I even like shudder to say this, but I want to give a shout out to the comedy scene. Ooh. Yeah. And this includes even Sean and Halpern. <laughs> 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 and the late Del Close. <laughs> um, no, I want give to give this out to... The comedy scene and the art scene in, in, in uh, as a whole, uh, because Chicago truly is is like going to like college or yes, grad school. It's grad school. And uh, someone else was saying this the other day, how like in Chicago, everybody. Oh, Ada Chang, do you know her? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was a DePaul University uh, professor, professor turned storyteller. Mm-hmm. Now she's going all around the country, like doing. This f- is what she's doing now. Yeah. yeah. Um, shout out Ada. So, um, <laughs> I think the, what was she, she saying? She was saying how like she going out to different fringe festivals, uh-huh. it's very different than Chicago because Chicago, everyone applauds for the effort and we're here and we're excited to see you create whether what you create is a sellable product or something in process yeah. or, you know, like all of the, uh, the entire range and we're applauding process along the way. Sure. And then if it becomes a great product, then go for it yeah. and sell. But Chicago really loves the fact that there's no industry here yeah, and that it's all art. Kind of like it tries to be like Berlin in that way. It's true. Yeah. But this is the crock pot. This is where you brew. This is where you brew. This is where you try. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and it's important to do that. It's super important to do that. And I'm so happy that I got to do it here. And when I moved from San Francisco to Chicago, I was honestly, LA and New York were on the list. list yeah. But of course. Why not? Of course, because you're doing comedy. Yeah. But I wanted to come to Chicago because New York felt like I didn't feel ready for a homecoming. Sure. Because I'm from New York. Yeah. And I didn't want to go home, you know, with less money and yeah. status and less t- to my name than when I left. Okay. Like, that's not how the prodigal son should return. No. No, know? no, no. You should come back with a lesson. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I was not ready for and New like, York. Uh, yeah. And like, um, like not a silk because you're allergic to silk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No silk. <laughs> but you need to be draped in something spectacular. Sateen. Yeah, yes. Sateen. <laughs> Yes. Um, And LA felt like too Too industry. Yeah, too soon. And it felt like I would just drown. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and I would have. I would have just went there, probably hung out with some college friends that I knew, and then never did comedy again. So Chicago really felt like the perfect place for me. And um, 
you know, I could complain about so much about Chicago, of course. Yeah. Like that guy, Eric Berry. Did you hear see that? Oh, my God. You know, he's a student of mine from Endgame. Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so bad for him. Well, he, was, I don't feel bad for him because he did it to himself. But uh-huh. I mean, it's just like it's not that it's it's that his writing was bad, mm-hmm. bad writing plus um, using a story where you are a dick bag to exemplify why a city is. Some people just don't have enough self awareness. Yeah, and who's the editor for HuffPo? Like, aren't they reading this and going, "This is you bad. know, yeah, this is not going to really be great for you no. or our brand." Or this is not a well-written article. Yeah. Bottom line. <laughs> bottom line, I cannot read it. So, um, yeah, I I don't, you know, of course, I anyone could complain about all of this. But I didn't, I want to make sure that people know that I really do thank Chicago as a city for being what it is, which is a place to try. And you fucking grinded here. <laughs> I did. I worked hard. You worked hard. I only came here to work. Yeah. So when I got here in 2012, I remember the first place I went to was Second City. Uh-huh. Um, well, that's not true. I went to the I.O. But the first, one of the first places I went to was Second City. And the first show I ever saw at Second City was Tim Baltz's last night. Tim Baltz, <gasps> who's on the opposition now. Sure. Uh, after and, and of uh, CISO fame. Shrink. Shrink yes. and, and Bajillion. and all that. Yeah, yeah I mean, he's, I mean, he's great. great. Amazing. He's Amazing on he's on, I mean, he's on everything. Uh, too much. <laughs> <laughs> Give me some. So, Timmy Baltz, um, I always thought he was just f- f- He's like the fabulous. nicest guy. So sweet. Yeah. So kind. Truly nice. Truly nice. Yeah. And... His last night, I remember I went to go see. I didn't I didn't know what a last night was. And sure. for those of you who don't know what a last night is, Second City, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's like a goodbye thing. It's kind of roasty, but also like you get to do all your like past scenes mm-hmm. and then people celebrate you for being amazing. And then, you know, and then you go and then you eat, you order whatever you want and then you feed all your friends and family. I mean, something about Second City, the reason why it's so alluring to people in Chicago is that it, it is somewhat tribal. It is. It's very tribal. And so once you're in the tribe and there's these there are these occasions and yeah. rituals that everyone who's ever gone through that program and system knows. And so the last night is a part of that. It's a part of that. Yeah. And that's what made me want to work at Second City. Because it I feels remember, like that, I'm sure. Yeah. And I walked in. I snuck in, first of all. Because mm-hmm, I don't think it's open to the... It is, but it was packed. It wow. was There were so many... Because Tim Baltz is... Yeah. popular so like there were so many fucking people in that theater plus it's open to the public who watched the show that night mm-hmm. and the third act is like the goodbye thing sure. so I snuck into the third act and there were so many people that I remember I, there's an Instagram post from 2012 where I posted it and going oh my god so many people here like what is going on and all these people like Brandon Jennings and friends and Mary Sohn mm. oh, my Korean Nuna yeah. like, they all came out and like cried like they were weeping yeah. for him. And I remember thinking, I want this. Yeah. I want to work here. I want that exactly. I want people to cry because I'm leaving. <laughs> you know? And I, I want I want people to feel sadness and misery. They will miss me. And uh, I remember thinking like that, what a feeling of community and family that I've never felt before. That's in, really in, what in any way. That is what Chicago offers. No yeah. money, no fame. No. It's this. Community. Yeah. Real love. Real yeah. And I remember that's the only reason that I wanted to work at Second City. I mean mm-hmm. like SNL. 
Tina Fey, all of that. Sure. sure. But I never, I never watched SNL growing up. Me so neither. like, I don't, you know, like even yesterday we were talking and Jack Fucker was like, you know, you'd people, you'd be lying if you said you, you did not want to work for SNL, mm-hmm. like since you were young. And I was yeah. like, I didn't. I didn't. I never watched it. Mm-mm. I watched maybe Mad TV and a lot of In Living Color. Yes. Like I never watched SNL. That was my formative <laughs> stuff. I watched SNL in high school. Yeah. When it's like. When people were watching it. When people it. were watching it yeah. or whatever. I th- but I it was like, never a thing for me. No. So like. I didn't have any of those things. I just had that feeling of wanting to belong. Mm-hmm. And that really drove me to work at Second City. And, um, you know, I... That informed your entire time here. Yeah. And then five years later, I'm leaving now. Um, I didn't get a last night. And... That's crazy. I, Me, Lisa, and Asia did not get last night. And Intentionally? Scott, and Scott. Um, because of the way that things ended. Yes. Uh, and... Wow. They didn't that's fucked up i know <laughs> and i don't want to dwell on it yeah. because it's sad but i'm actually okay i've gotten over the fact because that's all i had in my head it was that last night and yeah. i did everything for that last sure. night and i still didn't get it but a last night is not the stage with people with sketches a last night is a community of people mm-hmm. saying you did good yeah now go and do better. Mm-hmm. And I have that. Yeah. And I've had that. And I've I've been having that for the last, you know. But from half that a institution, year. it's like instead of a pressing return and getting a period, you got an ellipsis. I know. Yeah. And I probably won't even be on the alumni list or anything like that. So really? Like, I, I, I don't know. I I honestly it I don't care. Let's I bet you I don't know. I just, I think as a marketing arm, that place operates unto itself. Yeah. But who knows? Who knows? I mean, that would be some type of petty. I mean, you're speaking about yeah. Queen Petty here. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I, that just brings me back to the comedy scene, be saying that how like, and that kind of bleeds into my next bullet point, which is the people mm-hmm. I've met here are really... Good, really real people, solid friends. Mm-hmm. I I don't remember another time in my life where I had this many good, reliable, fun, inspiring friends. Truly, never. Mm-hmm. Like even in high school, like it was just like you were friends because you all were uh-huh. Korean yeah. and you hung out, you know, or like <laughs> in college, you were all Korean, Korean. and you hung out. <laughs> <laughs> And then when you were older, you were just all Korean. (laughs) (laughs) And then you play (laughs) Counter-Strike. So even like after college in New York, like I hung out with my college friends. Yeah. And then some new friends. Right. And then I went to San Francisco and hung out with my college friends and some new friends. This was the first time Chicago was the first time I completely had to start over and I got to rebuild. And the people that I've met here will be my long-term friends because mm-hmm. we saw we saw each other through so many life things and not just like oh we're friends because of convenience we're friends because there's so many people it's so inconvenient to be friends yes so- <laughs> as an adult <laughs> yeah, yes exactly so uh, to be friends with each other here in Chicago you mm-hmm. really have to make an effort and you really have to love each other yeah. and and like each other so I want to give a shout out to all my friends here in Chicago, all the people I met. 
Um, that really did. It it really. <sighs> you created a family and a home here, out of yeah, nothing. Out of nothing. And it was like post, cry. yeah, I post like you coming out, and then I think about it. It is really like you, you, you carved that out for yourself, with no template. Yeah, I I think I'm always seeking community yeah. and family because I grew up without one, sure, or one that I desperately wanted to get out of. So it was I think, stifling. That yeah, frame. yeah, yeah, and that's why I think I love hosting and mm. having people feel comfortable around me and like feeding people and mm. like creating a scene for people because I enjoy I I had such a bad version of that when I was a child that like I want to like fix it when I'm an adult. Yeah, I understand that. And that brings me to my next bullet point. I believe this one's 5. Um the Chicago summer. <laughs> You do love the beach. I <laughs> love the beach. I love water. I love barbecues. I love the beach. I love July 4th on the beach. Yeah. I'll tell you what. The first July 4th has been, for those listeners who don't know, has been the biggest day for me in <laughs> Chicago um, for the last five years because the first one we did was with my conservatory class. Yeah. And Jack Felker was in that class. Mm -hmm. So she's done it like every year with me. And every year, the group's gotten bigger and bigger to the point where this year it was humongous. Mm -hmm. So many people there. And you have to come back next year for I, it. I think I'm going to. Yeah. And every year we go to the beach, we do Molly on the beach, yeah. and we hung out, and there's music, there's bubbles, and there's so many beautiful gay men. And we just like, it's so, it's so joyful and it's so happy that I, I'm going to miss that. And it, it lacks pretense. Yes. In Chicago, that's the best part of it. Yeah, it really you is. You just live in here. You're just living. You're just being with each other. Yeah. And I'm going to really miss that. And I'm going to miss those traditions we've had. I, You know, like having dinner at my house with all the people that come over for dinner. And like you and I first started our podcast because of a Korean dinner we had with yeah. me, you, Sayo. Mm -hmm. Was that it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We were supposed to, supposed to have one more person, but he will not be named. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, yeah, it was very, I don't know, very or, uh, organically kind of happened. But also the summer in Chicago, people, Chicagoans like clutch, cling, mm -hmm. they, it, they wring every single bit of sunshine out of the summer. Yeah. Cause it's so little yeah. of it, but this summer is really going long. Yes. <laughs> That alfresco stuff starts happening in April. Yeah. It's like the second that, that like during the hot, if it's 65 degrees, people out, are out. Out, no matter what. Mm -hmm. Shirtless, yes. jogging. They're doing it. Taking their dogs out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And that's great. It's great. It The city does come to life. Yeah. It does really come to life. Love starts to happen. You can see that stuff. Yeah, exactly. You can really see uh, sort of. Because there's so much part of the living, it's like outside of, even New York is sort of like that, but in Chicago, because this only happens during the summertime, you get to see people living and yeah. like life and human humanity interacting with each other. And it's like, people are just trying so hard <laughs> to live it up. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's a rough city. Yeah. It is. It really is like... It does feel like New York in that way because it pushes you so much to either like survive and succeed and thrive 
or get the fuck back to Wisconsin. Yeah, wherever the fuck you are from in Ohio. (laughs) Ohio. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay, I believe we're at number five. That this this is actually I made this list so it runs into each other, kind of, or like it's just stream of consciousness. But um, number, f- uh, what am I at? Four. Four. Fourth thing is getting fat for the winter. <laughs> I'm really gonna miss that. And <laughs> right in your LA fucking lifestyle, the ability to get fat mm-hmm. is a privilege. Yeah. And I won't, will not have that in LA anymore because no. it's never winter there. No. And in a way, I'm not going to miss the winter winter of it. Yeah. But everybody like layers up here. And also through the layering up, people find like different fashions through the winter. Yeah. And also people go, oh, excuse me, I'm burping. <laughs> <laughs> people go out in the winter here. Like just because it's cold, people don't stay in. They're like, oh no, we're going to put on nine layers yeah. and we're going to trudge out to the bar and drink. It's true. Yeah. Just to play board games or something. I so know. I'm going to miss getting fat during people the People drink here in Chicago. Drinking culture. Yeah. It's nonsense. It's. I mean, like being in, in New York, I remember being like, where's the 4 a.m.? And people were like, what? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, there was a period in my life where I knew most of the 4 a.m. 4 a. bars in Chicago, like Ravens, mm. Parrots. Like there's like yeah. a couple of them on the north side, a couple of them on the big shitty. Yeah. 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 Just exactly. like stuff like that, where mm. that is very different from L.A. It's no. much more focused on health, self-improvement. Ev- oh, yeah. Everyone's like yoga. Yeah. Therapy. Mm-hmm. Juicing. Yeah. Um. Those are the three like main things that people talk about. Yeah, you want to be the optimum, optimal version of yourself at all times. That we belong there. That's why Koreans thrive yeah. in LA because Koreans are so about like get achieving. Yes, the yeah. best, the best version, possible version of yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, but the thing about it is, inside of Chicago, that sort of wallow, that sort of heavy drinking, like whatever this humanity in life is, this mm-hmm. is what I don't know. I like that flip sort of like darker side of it. I mean, this is the reason my good comedy comes out of here. That's true. Because it's real life happens here. Yeah, Whereas LA, it's, everything's kind of derivative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's something I'm going to have to like really, I'm going to have to like create my own winters yeah. to like ground myself. But luckily in California, there's a lot of terrain. So like you can go up to the mountains, you can yeah. go to Yosemite, you can go to Big Bear. Like there's so many things to do. Yeah. So it's just like harder to do so. Yeah. <sighs> you got to create some sort of schedule. Yeah. You truly do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, number three on the list is, um, (laughs) number three on the list is King Spa. (laughs) Now, you're going to have that in LA. I know I'm going to have that in LA, but here's why. Because King Spa here was such a treat Mm -hmm. because A, you never see Koreans. In right? the city, right. In the city. And you don't have the like influx of Korean culture. Uh-huh. It's not that you can't really get to Niles unless you have a car or yeah. Lyft, you know. So like it it always felt like a, a treat for me. Mm-hmm. And King Spa is a place that we really begged for sponsorship. <laughs> Never got the <laughs> Not even a Never retweet, a-, a mention. <laughs> Bitch, they are so tough. <laughs> And I have winked at that guy at the King Spot every <laughs> time so I go. He's so hot. Uh, his arms. Oh, my God. Yeah. But King Spot was a place where 
I found refuge in yeah. a time where in, in in times throughout my you know time here. Mm-hmm. So um, that's something I'm gonna miss because K Town's just very different. K Town's like huge, yeah. and there's a lot of like little king spots everywhere. Mm-hmm. But uh, it doesn't. I, I'm gonna miss that like oh. Like me and Jules or like yeah. me and Katie or someone saying like, let's just go to Kingsman, spend a whole day there yeah. and hang out and just decompress and get all the treatments and then eat Korean food and go mm-hmm. home. That I'm going to be able to do that in L.A., but it's not going to feel as special. And Kingspot for me, like felt really special. And it was a place where I'll get to this when I get to my number one. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but it was a true escape. It was an escape. And it was a time where I could go, my people. Mm -hmm. And now I'm going to be around them all the time, which I'm going to be like so fucking annoyed with. But (laughs) so Kingspa, till this day, I, you know, we're not stopping this. So if you're listening, if anyone fucking knows someone at Kingspa. If anyone knows Prince Spa. (laughs) Not even, yeah. Yeah, Not even the queen. Not even princess. The prince. Prince. Prince Spa. (laughs) Like, ask him to put in a good word with the king. Oh, Please. God. Please. Goodness gracious. Um, okay, number... Two? Number three? Number three is, is the L. Mm. Slash... Public transportation. Transportation. Yeah. Man. I spent 10 days in L.A. and I was <laughs> screaming. <laughs> I, just even looking at Google Maps going, okay, there's got to be a bus, bus, subway yeah. version to get here. And there are times when you look at it and there isn't. No. And you literally have to walk 30 minutes to get to a bus or something. <gasps> 30 minutes in the sun? In the fucking sun. And it is... That's that's why like LA is not really a city. It feels like a big city because there's so many people living there. No, it's a suburb. It's a suburb. It's a bunch of tiny urban urban suburbs mm-hmm. that are tied together through streets yeah. and highways. And boy, I'll tell you the getting on the L here when I got back yeah. was a treat. The blast of air conditioning yeah. and you walk in and all these different types of people sitting around, some people eating, some people have like a live chicken in a fucking plastic bag. Yeah. Like it's just great. <laughs> like kids coming back to school. Yeah. Like it's fucking humanity. It's life. Yeah. You're just brimming with life. And mm-hmm. in LA I took the bus and literally I was like one of three people on it. Exactly. And it was so sad. And um but that's the same reason why there's not as heavy drinking culture. It's like yeah. people need to butt up against each other. You know, when you live in those kind of neighborhoods, you tend to meet the same kind of people. You only hang out with people that look, act, and are the same. Exactly. In Chicago, you can't help. And the same with New York. You can't help but butt up against different types of humanity. Yeah. And that's re- that's something I'm really going to miss. And I I really... Took for granted how easy it is to get around here. Even yeah. today when I was going from my house in Andersonville down to Gray, my agency mm-hmm. down in South Loop. Yeah. I took the LSD. It took 16 minutes. Yeah. It's so easy. It's just LSD. Boom. Down. And then like street, street, street. And, and it's a beautiful drive, up. LSD. Yeah. Gorgeous. There's the lake. There's the skyline. I mean, the Chicago view, itself the is The parks. Beautiful. It's yeah. so, so pretty. Mm-hmm. And in my closing week of Chicago, I'm really like starting to. Oh, get our sad skyline about is it. bar none the best. I've I've traveled this country, this country and the globe. No skyline rivals that. 
I'll disagree <laughs> because I'm from New York. New York got nothing. <laughs> New York. New York is pissed. Get, get the fuck out of here. Forget about it. Forget about it. New York is a piece of boo. I will say, though, New York the New York's the best skyline period for me, mm-hmm. but the best skyline within the city is Chicago. Yeah. Because New York, you can't see your own skyline because no. you're stuck inside of it. Yeah. Unless you go out to Queens or Brooklyn. Or well, yeah, the, over the George Washington Bridge, like New York is pretty from that view. Yeah. Yes. But Chicago coming down LSD, you see your own skyline and coming up of LSD. Mm-hmm. So, and even going through LSD in the middle where you could see the fucking Trump Tower and everything. Yeah. But like the Chicago River and everything, it is gorgeousity in Gorge. a word. Gorgeousity. Yes. So I'm definitely going to miss that. Um, number two is, um, I don't know what to do first. Okay. Number two is going to be, I'm going to miss white Jesus. And <laughs> okay. Now, when I say white Jesus, I'm not talking about Scott. Moore. I'm not going to miss him at all. I believe he's an LA. Um, But I'm going to miss what white Jesus is, it, which is, Chicago was the only city that I've lived in that really made me wake up to how different and not white and not hetero I am. Yeah. It, I never experienced it in New York. I was sheltered by mm-hmm. it because I was around so many immigrants. Yeah. I was did not experience in San Francisco because it's 32% Asian. Yeah. We had a Chinese mayor. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in Ann Arbor, when I went to college, it was a college experience. So, like, didn't really experience that. So, Chicago was my first real-world experience of being a non-white, hetero person, cisgendered. Oh, I mean, I I am cisgendered. But, like, you know, the not being the patriarchy. I always, like, like borrowed from the privileges of patriarchy Mm -hmm. because I was like, well, I'm American, too. But Chicago was the first time that I felt not American. But you were also out here. In a way I was that, also yeah, out here, yes. yes, and I was, I was really like just challenging people to accept mm. or deny who I yeah. am, and a lot of people denied. So <laughs> <laughs> they declined the offer. They were like, "No thanks, <laughs> RSVP, hell no." Um, so it was. <laughs> was that an option on the invitation? <laughs> yeah. Yes. No. Hell, hell no. no. Um, the third option. So. I am going to – I don't know if I'm going to miss it per se, mm-hmm. but I am going to miss how grounding that is. That that's Chicago an important perspective. Is. It is a very important perspective. Because that's most of the country. And this is middle America. Yeah. And this is most of America. So, mm-hmm. you know, when people say like, oh, the Chicago accent or the Midwest accent is like the accent of default Americans. Yeah. That's true for a reason. Now, Right now I'm going to be driving into the south – Okay, uh, through Oklahoma. That's why I got you this. I don't want you to eat at too many places. Thank there. you yeah. so much. <laughs> you are a godsend. Because you know, uh, got it's me, got, uh, no, because it's scary. It's scary. We're yeah. not stopping. No, we're not stopping. We're stopping in Tulsa, mm-hmm. which is ten hours from here, and that's a, in a college town, so it's okay, better. <gasps> yeah, and we have our Airbnbs lined mm-hmm. up. Um, and then after Tulsa, we're doing another ten hours to, um. Albuquerque. That's beautiful. Oh, turquoise, right? Turquoise, yeah. beautiful, right? <laughs> and then Albuquerque, we're just sleeping again. Mm-hmm. And then going to Flagstaff, 
which is Arizona, like supposed yeah. to be like the Ann Arbor of Arizona. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. Super crunchy, super hippie. That's great. Yeah. Love it. And they're um, an hour away south is Sedona where they have energy vortexes. Yes. I know. Um, you know? I know, you that, I know. You know, ah! you know that Michelle Branch is from Sedona? No way. Yes. I was just again about Michelle Branch's goodbye <laughs> to you. <laughs> goodbye to everything that I knew. I, that's so crazy that you're... How, wow. What are the chances? I was... Literally, you know, when I was typing, when I, when you were talking, yeah. I was Googling goodbye to you, Michelle Branch. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Look, I have it up right now. Anyway, so. I mean, like, I know someone who we, like, grew up with her. And that's the reason in why. In Sedona. I, yes. Oh, my God. I have to look her up. Yes. You okay. think she's going to be home? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> she is. Just yeah. knock on her door. I'll, give you, I'll text you her address. Hello? <laughs> Hello <Dude>. to me. <laughs> You need just to bring like three crystals and a yeah. bundle of sage. That's oh, all that's needs. it. That's all I need. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it's, supposed, it's supposed to be gorgeous. There are people there with like pear. I mean, it's like a very crunchy, yes, wonderful town. Yes. Perfect for me. Perfect. Perfect for me. Like cleanse yourself of everything <sighs> here and prepare for your ascension on top of Hollywood. To the westward yes, expansion. Yes. Yes. And as we were saying, manifest like, that destiny, bitch. Hell yeah. You know it, baby. <laughs> you know, I'm going to be manifesting all that destiny, <laughs> child, uh, Beyonce. So I, as I move towards to the most, I think I'm going from the most grounded, salt of the earth, blue collar, like grit of mm-hmm. the country. By the way, Chicago is not really. I mean, like Chicago is like the big city, the most of the Midwest. But, sure, yeah. sure, sure, sure. But like, but to Peter, I'm not going anywhere else. <laughs> I'm not hanging out in fucking Iowa City, yeah, Des Moines. So, <laughs> so I'm going from Chicago to L.A., which is probably the most spacey, ungrounded, fantastical. Yes, just. Uh, Truly LA, Hollywood, USA, which I'm not, I'm not even calling it LA. I'm calling it Hollywood. It's I'm La to La Land. Yes. I'm going to Holly Hall. And Hollywood is a stupid ass place. Mm-hmm. And I say that with the most amount of love and respect because I'm not saying the people are stupid, but the entire city is run by the industry and there is no, not really a good reason to be there. Unless you're within the industry or doing acting mm-hmm. or entertainment or whatever, production. So to be in – they call it Tinseltown for a reason, right? Like if you're in that town, everyone is obsessed over one thing. That's such a crazy thing. So like when people, like us, when people say like what the fuck are celebrities talking mm-hmm. about, like political issues – a part of me, I'm like, yeah, use your platform for that voice. But like another part of me is like, do you even know what the fuck you're talking about? What because do, you, like, do you know the price of them? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, how dare you? But like I – if I have to choose to live between here mm-hmm. and L.A., 1,000, it's Hollywood, USA. Yeah. Because I am ready to have my head in the clouds. <laughs> there was – Chicago was an awakening moment for me. And it was so hard and so sad. But it's mostly about wanting to do what you want to do. Yeah. You want to be paid to do this and you have reached a level and you are at, um, you have an ability now to be yes. able to do that. Yes. You can d- fucking do the thing. You, I can do the thing. Yeah. I'm ready and for it. And that's why, I mean, Tinseltown, La La Land, like it's all, what it implies gen- genuinely is that it is something that glitters but is not gold. No. It's 
dreams. Yeah. Yeah. And that's fine. Yeah. If you want to work in it and you want to, that's what you want to produce to create happiness for people in the mil- middle of the country. That's great. I mean, thank you. <sighs> thank you for so, making those dreams. That's crazy. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to miss the like groundedness of Chicago, but I won't miss everything else uh, about that. <laughs> and my number one... Um, I don't know if this, I guess I, I have to say it in a way where I'm going to miss the ability to, I'm going to miss the ability to fall in love again. Cause I fell in love in Chicago. Yeah. And I never thought I could. I always thought that this wasn't for me. So to to have fallen in love at all mm-hmm. is a gift. A gift. And I will that place will that place in my heart will always stay in Chicago. Like LB and I will always have Chicago mm-hmm. as a place where we found each other. And you know Everything else, but like, and, and made I, a home together, live yeah. a wonderful, vibrant, full life. Yeah, and, you and guys have a friend, family. We have a family, and we have yeah. friends, and we have actual family and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna miss that ability to not not that I want to fall in love again, but that's the thing that meant the most to me in my tenure in Chicago, and. I just wanted to, I actually only had nine things and I wanted to do the 10th thing as that thing. Um, so yeah, people are here. <laughs> Who is that? Someone just know. knocked in. Did we book this two to four? Yes. What the hell? We have seven minutes left. Anyway, I, I'm i sorry I got like emotional with that point, but like I just needed to say that part. And um, with that, thank you. Thank you so much, Chicago, to the Ajima podcast listeners, um, to all our fans, all our support systems. We can't do this without you. Mm-hmm. And as I move on to L.A. and Unji stays here in Chicago and keeps killing it, um, we're going to have a dual city recording thing. So hopefully you'll be listening to a brand new season, mm-hmm. if you will. This almost feels like an end of a season and we're starting a new season as yeah. we do LA and Chicago and we'll have a different structure and different ways to bring you different content and updates on our lives and, and things that talk about things that interest you. Uh, and hopefully the time you spent with us was, um, in- entertaining at the most and relatable at the least. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and and uh, hopefully go- Google worthy. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Google worthy. All right. I think that's it for that's us. That's it. Yeah. Thank you so much Thank for you. being here with us. And right. until then. Bye, bye. Peter. <laughs> 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 <laughs>